Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Floor and Decor. Largest selection of hard surface flooring and lowest prices guaranteed. Hey, this is Jim. How can I help you? Yes, thank you for taking my call, and I enjoy your program very much. Thank you, ma'am. I have a faucet outside. When you turn it on, it vibrates out there, and you can hear it in the house. I was wondering what the problem might be. And it's just a real fast shimmy, isn't it? Yes. Okay. There is a, um, inside the valve are some O-rings, and one of those is messed up. And so as the water is passing by, it's vibrating, and it just rattles everything. You would think somebody's beating on it with a hammer the, the, right. the way they do it, but it literally is just either a little O-ring or or uh, rubber gasket uh, washer, something something like that that's gone bad on the faucet. And typically all they have to do is where the nut is, where the handle, they'll... Uh, loosen that up. They can pull the whole faucet apart that way, replace the rubbers inside, put it back together, and you'll be good to go. Oh, simple. Sounds yep. like. It is very okay, simple. Sir. Very good. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Kay. Take care. I had a call on the radio last weekend from a lady whose son was buying a house up in McKinney. And I did go out to that house yesterday and take a look at it for her. And sure as heck, that house had eight inches of slope, I think it was, across the house when another company came in and leveled the foundation. Well, now it still has two and a half because they didn't put enough piers. They did a a piecemeal job on a house that fixed up would be a $500,000 house. But an investor bought it. He went cheap, and all he's trying to do is flip it. And you, as the homeowner, when you once you buy it, have bought the problem. And I can guarantee you that one's going to have another problem. Because he hired the dirt cheapest company he could find to do the smallest job on it that he could get anybody to do. But now he says it's fixed. Well, it's two and a half inches out of level. Most inspectors aren't going to pass that. But because it was just done, it'll pass now. You go to sell the house five, seven years from now, it won't pass the inspection. It'll need leveling. You've got to be careful with with these contractors out there, especially uh, an unregulated business like foundation repair. You're making a structural change to the house, and you're going to hire the dirt cheapest guy you can get. And you know what? Like you hear me say on air conditioning and other things, the installer makes the difference. On foundation repair, the depth of the pier makes a difference. And if you got a company who all they're trying to do is get a quick job, get done, and get out, they won't necessarily take the time to go deep enough to make the job last. John, how are you today? Hey, Jill. I have, I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, I have a quick question for you. Okay. Um, so I have a house that was built in the 1950s and was owned by old people. And when we bought it, it was the, the vents. I was told that the vents were really dirty for the air. You know, the you're going to have to help me because the I'm duck work. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. And so I took some of the covers off and looked down and it's pretty gnarly. But 
um, you know, I got an estimate on what it takes to clean, clean that whole thing out. Uh-huh. And then I, I had another person who is in the business that I ran into, at, like at the grocery store, who said, you're better off not cleaning that out. Yep. And I, and I, and I, I you know, and I have the wife, she's all over me because we have young kids. And she's like, you got to get that taken care of. And I was like, I, I'm getting told two different things. And the quote was not cheap. Yeah. So, so what's the, what's the deal? Well, what do you have for duck work? Is it uh, when you looked up in there? Was it a hard side or or a soft side? Uh, I mean, I don't know the difference. I have I have vents on the on the. It's a pier and beam house, and the vents oh, are on the floor, and okay. they're they're in the floor and above the bedrooms and all the other rooms. And okay, it's, and it's a bit. It's it's like a four thousand square foot house. It's a big house. Does air come out of both the floor and the attic? Yes, sir. Okay. And the reason I asked that, there were some homes built back in the 50s where they ran all the ducks in the floor underneath slabs even. And a lot of that duck work has just gone bad and has to be replaced. And what they do is they run it then overhead through the attic like they do nowadays. Uh, So that's the reason I was asking that. I am not one who believes in doing a lot of duck cleaning. The only time I believe in cleaning the duck work out is if you've had a remodeling project going where somebody ran the system and and sucked a bunch of air up into the ductwork. Because the thing you have to remember, the air going through that ductwork has typically been filtered before it ever got into the duct. So as long as the filtering system's been working properly, the ductwork should be okay. But if you can reach up into the duct and touch it and you're, you're pulling out a bunch of dust and garbage and stuff, and I'm talking about from a foot or two back up into the duck, then yes, it, it probably is time to go ahead and get it replaced or or cleaned. Cleaning should not run an arm and a leg, though. How, how much did you get quoted? Uh, two grand. That sounds a little, little high, but not much. I mean... If you had to replace all that duck work, you'd probably be looking more like ten to twelve thousand. Okay, it, it, they, they said that it didn't need to be replaced. It just needed to be. They run a line and clean it all. Yeah. But. Well, here's the important thing to remember uh, on cleaning because some people will try to clean stuff that shouldn't be. Some of the old duck work had plastic liner inside, and if you start trying to run a cleaner through there, it tears the plastic up and ruins the duck work. If you've got the old metal duck in a house of this age, very well may have the solid metal duck in it. That can be cleaned with brushes and stuff and made to be just like new again. It's all met. It's all metal. Okay. If you can reach in there and you're you've got stuff built up on the sides, then you can run du- a, a duck cleaner through there and not have to worry about it. It'll clean it up and and you're totally fine. But again, I'd take the vents off and see how much crud is in there first. Uh, it's it's not too bad, but I mean, there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's like it's like it kind of looks like I just it just like soot and stuff like that. Yeah, well, and at that, you know what your deciding factor is? What? Your wife wants it done, so you better get it taken care of. Yeah, or I'm gonna be on the couch. There you go, Ralph. This is Jim. How can I help you? Hi, hi Jim. Great to talk to you. Got a Thank problem you. with a. Low drain in a bathtub. Okay. Excuse me. Um, I can put a plunger on it, and it'll be fine for a day or two. 
and then it uh, starts going slow again. So this morning I got a 25-foot auger and ran that down there. Didn't really come into any blockage, you know, just a, a little bit of stuff on it. Yeah. And um, and I'm trying well, to figure out. You know, a bathtub drain is only an inch and a quarter typically. And so it doesn't take a whole lot of blockage to to really mess that thing up. And usually where it's at is right in the P-trap. Uh, it'll get hair build up and so a plunger kind of pushes a hole through it right. but then it, it plugs up right away again because the hair and stuff is still there so what you usually end up doing is sticking something down in there to pull that hair out and stuff and that'll free it up and keep it flowing much longer sometimes it just builds up gunk in there but usually it's all caused by the hair well, I thought when I ran the auger through it this morning that might have uh because I pulled it, it, the overflow off and ran the, the auger down, and, you know, nothing came back out. Well, when you did that, you bypassed the, the P-trap. The the okay. overflow the overflow has a drop-down that goes straight down. Okay. And, and uh, yeah, you, 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 you still have the, the issue in the, in the P-trap itself, usually. Okay. Is there a way in the bottom of a drain where you've got that cross hatch, you know, the middle part there at the bottom? Does that unscrew or? Uh, some of them do. <laughs> I don't usually recommend trying though because usually you'll it'll break before it'll unscrew, especially if it's been okay. in there for years. Yep. Usually, what you end up doing is they make these little plastic things. They they kind of look like zip strips. Right. And they have they have those little barbs that come off, and you can just slide that down in through there and pull it back okay. out, and it'll pull all that hair and gunk out of it. All right, I'll give that a shot. What I have, I've had this question about a gas line coverage from a company called HomeServe. I keep getting these uh, these uh, letters, and it they're in a center point, looks like a center point envelope, but I don't think they are. And right. it's they're asking you to to sign up for this gas line coverage in case there's ever a breakdown and it talks about how much money that's gonna cost you and your part as a homeowner that you would be responsible for. The little coverage is like five dollars and forty nine cents a month and it uh-huh. will be on your uh center point gas bill. And I'm like, right. I don't know about that. I keep getting these. I've had them now for over a year. They come about every two two months. And because the, they keep saying, oh, you haven't signed up, you haven't signed up. And I'm like, I don't think that doesn't even sound right to me. And then when I see at the bottom of this, these, uh, it just talks about this is an optional thing, optional right. service. And it's, you know, coming to you from a HomeServe USA Repair Management Comfort, Com- Corporation out of Connecticut, and I'm saying, I don't think I need that. Well, so I'm and ask, what are they, I'm asking your opinion. What are they, and, and I'm familiar with it, but what are they going to? What are they offering to cover for you? I mean, I know it's the gas line, but that's they the problem. Say. Yeah, they don't say. here's where here's where all this is coming from. If you recall, last year or so, uh, up in Dallas, there was a gas line that ruptured and blew a house up and killed a little girl. And all these older homes that have these old galvanized 
or black steel gas lines in them, the, mm-hmm. the pipes are deteriorating and they get leaks in them. Mm-hmm. And the city line, or I shouldn't say city lines, the municipality uh, or the service lines, uh, we'll say it that way, of the gas company are having these issues that they're getting leaks down in the ground. And mm. it it can cause an explosion. There's been several of them that we've seen in the news in the last year or so. The problem is these this insurance that they're sending out doesn't cover necessarily fixing the entire home. Mm-hmm. It usually is covering the line like from uh, the meter to the home, but everything in the home is still your responsibility. Oh, I see. Okay. And yes, that line can be rather costly to put in, uh, but uh, my personal opinion on it is I haven't seen the insurance to be worth what they're charging for it. And it's I know it's only five bucks a month. Yeah, five five forty nine. Yeah. But you gotta have a problem before they're gonna fix it and then you're gonna be sitting there for quite some time while they evaluate it, make sure it's uh-huh. a problem, get it fixed and all this stuff. And you're without gas all the time. Yeah, I know. I that's what I've I've thought about all those things. But, uh, you know, the thing about it is this reminds me of when we've been in, this house was built in 92. And uh, so I've been here 16 years. Nothing's happened to anything in my neighborhood or, of course, to my house. But I'm like, okay. But when you said older homes, I don't, I'm I'm You're not an older home. It's considered older now. (laughs) It's not. Since it's 92, (laughs) it must be an older home. I don't know. If you told me the house was built in, and and really the ones who are having the issues right now are houses that are built 1960s and earlier. That's what I was probably thinking when you said that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Do not. Don't waste your money. Mark, how are you today? Hey, great. Thanks for taking my call, Jim. My pleasure. I've called you in the past, and I might be repeating my same question, but I have cypress trees around my house, and those Darn, you know how the nubs come up on the, or like the roots come up out of the ground? Yep. Any rate, will those come up under a slab and mess the full slab up? You know, it's... And the tree's about 25 to 30 feet from the building. Okay, if it's that far away... Come up, they come up all over the place. Yeah, it, but it's yep. very unlikely that they'll come up under the slab. And I, I can't say that it would never, ever happen, but... I've been in the foundation repair business since 1978. And out of all those years, I can only think of two homes. And I've done over 120,000 homes. I can only think of two of them where roots actually went up underneath the home and pushed it up. Typically what happens is the roots go under a home, they draw moisture out, and the house will start settling. So, no, I don't think you have to worry about that part. Okay, and another question is just for your viewers. I'm too old. I'm not going to do it. But if you're building a new house, should you put a root barrier around a slab that you pour? You know, you know a brand new, brand new slab. No, you shouldn't. And and a lot of people's okay. question is, well, why not? Well, if you put a root barrier, you're trapping moisture. If you put it all the way around, you, you're going to trap all the yes, moisture sir. 
under the home if there's ever a plumbing leak or anything. And that can okay. actually cause major problems as well. If I was building a new home, I would have, first I'd do my soils test, but my grade beams would be about three feet deep. My cross beams would be 32 inches, and that makes a nice rigid slab. The three feet is deep enough that the tree roots aren't going to grow under the house to begin with, yet it still leaves the soils open for natural capillary action to remove moisture from underneath. Okay. What's a good distance from a slab to plant tree? Depends on how big the tree's going to be. The roots will go one-third to... to, An oak tree. Well, the roots will go one-third to one-half further than the drip line of the tree. So you have to imagine how big the drip line's going to be. Go one-third to one-half further, and that's how far the roots are going to be. In most residential lots, you can't get the tree far enough. Maria, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you, sir. I have a question. We have a, we bought a house and the patio decking is even with the patio door. My husband wants to put a poor slab, have slab poured, and do we take that decking out? How do we make it even with the door? Because if we're, the, the decking right now is even with the patio door. Right. So how do you, how do you do that so it doesn't, you know, so, so you don't have a big step down? Yeah, what no, you're gonna have to do not... is remove remove the decking. Right now, it, 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 when you say patio, this is on a ground floor, right? Not up on yes, a second yes. floor. Okay, yes, ground floor. So you really only need four inches of concrete. So remove the deck, and you got to take all yes. the screed, you know, the, the joist out and everything. Right. And then you would build up with dirt, and it's got to be compacted as you're raising the dirt up. And then you just leave a four-inch space for putting the concrete. Turn all the edges down and dig them into the original ground in order to hold uh-huh. the dirt up underneath this, and you'll be just fine. Just a reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. Jones, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. How can I help you? Hey, buddy, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller, and I can't tell you how many times you've helped me without you even knowing it. What my problem is became is uh, my hot water in my kitchen sink, just uh, the pressure has just went down, 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 almost down to a trickle. But the bathroom sink on the other side of the wall, it's strong and powerful as ever. Okay. And I don't cold, know what to do. Is the cold, the cold water strong? Yeah. Okay. It's strong. Okay. So it's going to be then in the. Is this a single handle or two dual handle faucet? Single handle. More than likely, it's going to be one. It's going to be one of two places. In that cartridge, that's a rotating cartridge, and it's got little holes that line up. And when I say little holes, they're typically about an eighth inch diameter hole. And if the O ring in there comes dislodged, it'll It'll partially block that thing, but you'll feel that typically in the handle when you turn it. Uh, it, it gets a little binding-like, you know, rubs funny. Right, so it's, it's a bar handle. You know, yeah. It raises and it doesn't seem to bind at all. Um, okay. But I, I've never, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll pay attention to that now. Yes. Oh, no, you would you would have noticed it if, it if it was doing it. So the other place that can cause this issue is actually the valve under the sink. If some debris got loose and flowed in there, it can plug the ports down under the sink uh, where the hot water the comes valve? in. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the shutoff valve down there. 
Okay. And so more than likely, all you got to do to test it is just unhook the water line from under the sink, run it into a five-gallon bucket. If you're not getting good flow, then it's in that valve, and you just got to clean that valve out. It typically okay. is not even a matter of replacing it. If you're getting good flow there, then the debris is stuck in the handle itself, and that uh, insert needs to be taken out, cleaned out, put back together, and, and you'll have flow again. Thank you, my brother. Have a great day. And you thank you for well. being there for all of us. Hey, it makes my day to do the show, so I appreciate it. Thank you. Bill, welcome to KRLD. How can I help you? Yes, sir. I, I appreciate you taking my call. Uh, we're, we've designed uh, with an architect a house we're going to build in the uh, Fort Worth area. Okay. And in any case, um, and talking to the general contractor we're going to use, um, uh, there was uh, in the contract there was uh, the provision for him to in, in it, it, for insurance on workers' comp or subs to get waivers, and so I questioned about that, and he informed me that very few very few subs carry workers' comp who build these residential construction homes, uh, even custom homes, and uh, so that that. I'm, I'm unfamiliar with this on the new, new cons- residential construction side. Sure. But, and I asked him immediately when he said that, I said, well, most of these big contractors around that are electrical contractors, plumbing contractors, air, air conditioning contractors, you're telling me that they do not carry workers' comp for their employees. And he said, that's correct. They do not. A lot of them. At least the majority of them don't. Yeah. Well, is that a true statement? No. Who okay. doesn't carry it is these these little uh, chuck-in-a-truck subcontractors. They don't carry it. But the big guys that you see that got their names on the trucks and, and things like that, those guys are carrying workers' comp. It's really the smaller guys who don't do it. But let me ask you a quick question. Your general contractor, is he carrying workers' comp? No, he's not. Get you another contractor. But he all he has all subs working under him, and I did check Texas law. A GC who do, doesn't have direct employees is not required to carry workers' comp, but it, it still no, bothers me. Well, yeah. no contractor in Texas is required to carry workers' comp. Right. Uh, it's just not a requirement. But if he as the general contractor carries workers' comp and one of his subs doesn't, they are covered under his policy. So if something happens, you're still protected. Right. So if he was carrying it, they, 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 the sub would be carried under under his policy. Correct. If it's set up correct in in the contract he has with that sub. Exactly. Thinking. You know, and and the way that works is, you know, he pays so much of his payroll goes to, into workers' comp, and when he has a subcontractor who doesn't have workers' comp, then he ends up paying, at the end of the year, an extra amount to cover that subcontractor. If that subcontractor had workers' comp, then he wouldn't be charged. Got it. Okay. All right. So the, the bare minimum to maybe get past this is to just require that he carries workers' comp and the subs are, cut, you know, signed under, up yeah, they're, properly they're, under his. They're under his policy then. Got it. Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You bet. Take care, Bill.
And, and, and Bill is very sharp for doing that. I cannot tell you how many people get in trouble over workers' comp. And here's the issue that, that comes up. If somebody gets hurt on the job and your contractor does not have workers' comp, that person who got hurt can sue you as the property owner. Now, granted, in most cases, your homeowner's insurance is going to step in and and uh, defend you and such. However, he's building a home. He won't have homeowner's insurance yet. Who are they going to? Who's going to step in and cover you then? It is an important feature that you get workers' comp. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you up front, I carry workers' comp at Due West. It chaps me every month when I got to make that payment on workers' comp. Because what happens is most of my competitors are not carrying workers' comp. That gives them an unfair price advantage because they're not having to write that same check. And their customers are left out in the open because if their worker gets hurt, they can come back. And and it's not the fact that your your homeowners is going to step in and, and help out on this. You're still going to have to have declare that you do have a lawsuit pending on you if you go to do any type of financing and things like that. It ties you up. It's just an inconvenience. And for what? So that the contractor can save a few bucks? Contractors, step up to the plate. You're not a real contractor if you're not carrying insurance, and that includes general liability, workman's comp, and vehicle insurance. It can make a huge difference. And, and people, when you're hiring a contractor, do something that's going to... In the foundation repair industry, one of my companies, for instance... A lot of companies are offering lifetime warranties. What kind of warranty can they offer if they're not bothering to carry insurance? They can't because one screw-up on a job can put that contractor out of business. It can make or break that contract. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.